Hello and welcome to our podcast. This is Jazz. And this is Chloe. We're here to inspire you to chase your dreams and live out your best life. Hey guys and welcome back to Fuck the Basic. This is episode three of season one. Yeah. And this episode is going to be about Chloe's story. So she's got a very powerful, inspiring story and I touched on my story earlier on as we started the podcast and I think it's time for Chloe to touch on your on hers. She's ready and yeah, yeah, it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and hopefully it's something that can resonate with some of you or if not, it can really inspire you in ways that, you know, I hope are beneficial. Yeah, like you can always take Chloe's outlook on life. Yeah, I think there's a lot you can take away from it whether you have been through traumatic experiences or not. Yeah. So hopefully... And I think we should do the trigger warnings at the start. Yeah, we'll do this away. early on. So just a trigger warning um, for anybody listening. We will be talking about a lot of... There's a lot of domestic violence, um, mental health issues, suicide, um, potential sexual assault, narcissism, abuse. All of that will probably be covered in this episode. So just a huge trigger warning for anybody out there. Um, we'll also put some of the helplines in our notes. Yeah. Um, tag to the podcast yeah and if you do feel like this uh, podcast could be triggering for certain you know reasons um just listen out and listen to our next one yeah absolutely um it's really important that you look after yourself first so you know if this is going to raise concerns for you please reach out for help yeah definitely before we jump into the podcast how was your week my week was really good. Amazing. Um, oh my god, I actually have news. Oh my god, what? I actually haven't told you. <gasps> I was meant to tell you, but oh my god, so I just got to Jazz's house to record the podcast. Oh my god, she I was still what working. It is. Oh my god, keep going. I got a new job. Oh my god! Yeah. Yay! I won't tell the potty what it is, but yes. you know what it is. Yay! Yeah, I got oh a job. Oh my god, I knew it. I knew it. Oh, I'm so excited. I love that for you. Yeah, um, I literally got the call like two hours before I was Your here, face so. just lit up. Yeah. I love this. I actually, I, it's because I forgot to tell you. I was meant to tell you before we started recording. <laughs> But there you go, guys. Everybody knows. Um, oh my god, I love this. Yeah, I'm sure I'll put it everywhere when. Amazing. What um, a highlight. Yeah, what a highlight. Other than that, I've just been working flat out, and yeah. I've had a couple of days off. It's been really nice, actually. Yep. Um, cool. I had a sick day this week. Just looked after myself. I definitely had a big week. I was very tired. I got up early to like put in some efforts to try and get a new job and like do a lot of things. I did a lot of training, a lot of recovery. A lot of socializing. We did some late nights with the potty. Late nights with the potty. We had a few. We had a few that we <laughs> recorded that we just weren't certain on, so we didn't want to release them. So there was a lot of extra potty work. Yeah. In the week, but it's been really nice. I feel um, accomplished. Yeah. At the end of it, also. That's the best yeah. feeling. How about you? How was your week? My week was good. Same uh, as kind of you, busy with work and all that kind of thing. I went home on the weekend, which was. Nice. Like, I hadn't been home in ages, so it was good to see, like, Nana and my brother and, obviously, Luke and all that kind of stuff. So, that was good. Um, chill, low-key weekend, but, yeah, back into work and back into the swing of things. How good. Yeah. What a beautiful week. I <laughs> beautiful love week for both of us. Yeah. Um, Alright, so I'm going to jump into, sort of, this is sort of just a bit of an overview about how I became the person that I am today. And can I just add in... Um, I haven't actually heard most... I've heard snippets and I kind of know where Chloe's come from and stuff, but I have actually haven't heard the story, so this is real time for me as well. So I'll be, like, asking questions or whatever that comes along the way. Yeah, so hopefully it is good for you guys as well um, because, like, I assume that there's heaps of questions. I don't ex- yeah. plan to explain this story in it to make sense to anybody, to be honest. It, yeah. Um, I don't think it will make sense to anybody. So if you... Jazz being 
having not heard it before yeah in a full picture um hopefully can ask those sort of questions that might come up for you guys as well yeah um as we go so you really get the whole gist of the story i guess I'll try my best <laughs> yeah it's, it's a bit complicated and it's actually complicated for me to talk about as well and yeah for me to make it make sense to somebody else i really struggle with like i say things and i'm like fuck i don't know if that just sounds dumb and stupid or yeah. if you can understand where um i'm going with it so yeah just you know That's ask fine. away it's your story go for gold so this is pretty much just a me going to be as authentic and as vulnerable as i possibly can be there is definitely some legal things that I would love. Like there's a lot of situations and scenarios and things that have happened that I would love to discuss and actually speak out loud. But for legal reasons, I'm not going to do that today. Um, this is an opportunity for me to really honor expressing like truth and like previous trauma and how it's affected me and, sort of built me to be who I am today. I'm not here to bring anybody else down, shame anybody else in the situation. And I'm not to talk about it from anybody else's perspective, but my own. Yeah. This is just me and exactly what's happened to me. Yeah. So basically all you guys see is like the Instagram version of my life. You see all the good things, all the friends, all the happiness, all that sort of stuff. All the highlights. All the highlights. And to be fair, I'm very authentic on my Instagram and yeah, stuff like that are. these days. You, what you see is literally my life. <laughs> like I'm spot on. Like, um, it really is that life for me now, but yeah. like it hasn't been previously. Um, and like, this is, I, something that's like really cool for me right now is, so my mum and I always said one day she's going to be on 60 Minutes. <laughs> one day she's going to have her opportunity to like talk and really tell the world what happened to us. Um, because it really is something that just, it doesn't even make sense to us really. Yeah. Um, but she just wants to put it out there and like share it. And I was like, this is actually an opportunity for me where I've now developed a platform. That you can that do that. I can do that. <laughs> I, I can actually that. do that. Yeah. So that's so cool. And I'd love to get your mum on the podcast one day as well. I think we will. That's when she comes up one day. Unreal. We'll sit her down. We'll lock her. We'll strap her to a chair. We'll lock her make in. her talk. Yeah. <laughs> she would actually love to. So hopefully, like down the track, when mum does come up, we'll be able to do a podcast together for you guys. Yeah. Um, I think that would be beautiful for me and mum yeah. to talk together. When we get together, it's very um, real, and yeah. it can make a lot of sense because we bounce off each other because we're the only two people that were in the situation at the time yeah so we can understand where each other are coming from yeah exactly um, and can... conversate it really well yeah um but basically i'll paint a picture for you yeah of like what my life and my childhood looked like from start to finish to sort to sort of make sense of what's happened yeah so i grew up very privileged um, and when I was a little girl, I had no idea that I was privileged. I didn't know what money was. I didn't mm. know, you know, what all these fancy things were. I just thought that were cool. Mm. I was just a little girl that just got it all. And I thought <laughs> that was fucking awesome. Like yeah. I never put myself above anybody else or whatever mm-hmm. or treated anybody any differently. I was just genuinely very privileged. Yeah. Um, had mum, dad, me, my sister, perfect little family from the outside. It was ideal. Um, we were quite like well off. We had, um, like a house up at the snow where I literally spent winters at the snow and That's just snowboarded all day, every day. Didn't even go to school. <laughs> like 
I just I didn't even realize that that was your life me being privileged yeah. I just thought like that that's cool like <laughs> and I'm really blessed that I did get that at such a young age so that it I, it, I didn't know that it was such a privilege I just got to do it because it was cool like yeah you know I think if I had a, my life had have been like that when I was older I would have felt differently about it but at the time Definitely. it was just fucking cool like, yeah I had all the toys we had the nicest house we had you know literally everything it was the dream yeah um my sister when she was little fuck she was a funny little kid oh my <laughs> god she was so funny but she was definitely troubled like mm-hmm. she was very troubled the she used to I reckon after she turned about three she got like quite troubled and she was always a very um like the kid throwing a tanty like always that that yeah, kid that kid <laughs> like there's this photo we have of her and she was like in her room and like she was naked in in her nappy and like everything in her room is just thrown all over the floor like you can imagine like a privileged child's bedroom's like full of shit and toys and clothes she's like up to her ankles and shit she's thrown everything on the ground everything smashed and that was like literally daily for her like she was a little shit yeah wow it was so funny but she was very troubled um and i was definitely forced to grow up very quickly mm-hmm. and mature very quickly. Like I still get it a lot now. People are like, Oh, I think you like, some people think I'm so much older than I am. Like I definitely have like the face of like a 12 year old. <laughs> I'm aware of that. I have the body of a child, <laughs> but maturely people are like, Oh, you know, they expect me to be older than a I lot am. older. Yeah. Um, and that's something I've had my whole life. I definitely was forced to grow up quickly and forced to mature and like be an adult very quick. Yeah. Um, to sort of look after my sister mm-hmm. in a way, I guess. Um, I felt like it was my job, my whole childhood to like hold everybody together. Mm-hmm. So my dad, when we were kids, um, became very narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Do you know what a narcissist is? Can you just explain it? Cause I've, I've heard of it and I kind of know, but just explain it in your terms. Okay. So in very simple terms, I could definitely just look up a definition, but in very simple terms, it's somebody who is a very big manipulator, mm. um, is very abusive and all those nasty things, um, but they are completely convinced that it's not them. Yeah. And that yeah. they have no issues. They will always put everything onto you yeah. and always manipulate the situation for them to become the better person it's in like that they've done absolutely nothing wrong. Yeah. Even though they're, they've done a lot of things wrong. Yeah. And yeah. they truly believe it. Yeah. They're not just fooling you. They fool themselves at yeah. the same time. There's, it's definitely gets more detailed than that, but that's basically like it An in outline. a nutshell. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so he was, my father's very narcissistic. Um, and then he became quite abusive, mm-hmm. um, physically, emotionally, all those sorts of things. Was this when um, you were like really young or did you, did it happen over like time? It was always the case. It was always the case. Um, but when my sister started to become troubled at like that age, this is how I remember it anyway. Right. My mum could tell it differently yeah. because she was an adult at the time. She has better memory of it. This is your memory. But this is my memory of it. It was because when my sister became like troubled right, or like okay. <laughs> that fucking Tanty kid. <laughs> that's I, that's when I think I started to see it. I'm okay. assu- I'm sure that my mum saw it long, long, long before this. Yeah. And she probably copped a lot of financial and control abuse and stuff like that. Um, before previous. Yeah. 
Okay. Um, but I saw it when it became physical uh-huh. and verbal towards my sister and I. Right. Um, so, yeah, basically that's the way he was. And it was all about control. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't even particularly remember the, the reason that he would like flip that. out or yeah. would have these incidents and stuff like that. I can't remember even what triggered him. It would be nothing. Mm. It, uh, yeah, it would literally be nothing. Um, but, you know, like it got to a point, I lived like this my whole life. So mm-hmm. I lived like this from when I was about five mm-hmm. till now. Mm-hmm. Um, it was every single day, like literal. Do you mean like physical abuse? Uh, yeah, right. Emotional. So the abuse every day. Every day. Yeah. And I had no idea that it was, like... Not normal? Yeah. Wow. I literally thought it was normal. Um, like, t- like my sister and I would be picked up, thrown at walls, picked up, thrown at the ground. Um, my sister, at one stage, got put, held over a two-story staircase. So, don't cry, please. <laughs> I'm okay. <laughs> there were... So, in our house at the snow... She was, are you okay? Are you sure? So there was a two-story staircase in our house at the snow. It was a big double. And I remember one day my sister was held at the top of that staircase and thrown the whole way down the stairs. Fucking hell. I would not be able to tell you how old she was. I have no idea how old we were at the time. Um, are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> I'm an um, emotional person. <laughs> okay. Um, it's like you're watching a really sad movie. <laughs> Um, and so, you know, that was standard. Like that was and at the every time, single day. Like you thought that was normal. I literally thought that was normal. Wow. And so when it comes to narcissism and like this happens very commonly with parents. So say again, it's my father. Yeah. With, if there's multiple children involved, the way they like to, um, the way they like to, like, sort of hurt is to always choose one in particular. Right, okay. So it's nearly like one gets put on a pedestal and is, like, treated like the golden child. Right. And then the other one just cops everything. everything. Right, okay. That everything was my sister. Right. I was the child on the pedestal. Right. So I was the golden child all the time. Yeah. So... I don't want to say fortunately for me, but fortunately for me, I was the golden child. Yeah. So I could do no wrong yeah, in his okay. eyes. But then in saying that, my sister copped more of the physical, I would say, yeah. um, because she was troubled. So yeah. she'd have a tantrum and therefore she would then cop, cop the, the physical. physical side of it straight up front. But you'd cop all the mental. But like, I'm the kid standing at the bottom of the staircase watching it, screaming... Yeah. Yeah. Screaming and crying, like, Dad, please stop. Dad, yeah. please stop. And just, like, being completely useless in wow. the situation. Wow. Yeah. So this was very normal. This was literally before school, after school, in the car. Wow. Like, all the time. Um, I would love to go into detail about some things, like some particular incidents, but I just can't do that. Yeah. Completely um, fair enough. But... That was, like, that was my whole life. That was so normal. And, like, I just... I had no idea. And it would affect me so much when I was, like, in primary school. Like, I was such a... I wouldn't say, like, I was a 
I don't want to be like, I was a popular kid, but like I was friends with everyone. Yeah. We went to a tiny little um, primary school, like a small town school. Everyone knew everyone. Like I was friends with everybody. And like the smallest things at school would send me like up the wall. Yeah. Mm. And like I had no idea why, but now I look at it. I'm like, girl, no wonder. <laughs> You've been through a lot. Fucking like I'm, I literally remember this one specific day. I was like, I think I was in like grade one or two and I was like I don't know we were playing like getting up Tiggy or something <laughs> I have no idea what it was like something and like I got left out or I got like left behind and also mind you I'm like two feet tall because I'm like <laughs> now I'm only like five foot so you imagine me in prep I was like a fucking midget and so I was like this one time I got like left out of a game I don't know how I got left out no one purposely left me out like yeah, it just triggered you it, and I sat in like this gazebo and I bawled and bawled and bawled my eyes out and these teachers came over to me because it was like why is Chloe crying like she's a she's normal good kid like why is she crying what's going on I remember all these teachers sitting to me like it's okay like they didn't mean to let you like leave you out blah 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 no wonder I had a fucking breakdown over being left out of gang up tiggy like isn't that the whole point of gang up tiggy (laughs) (laughs) but um like, no wonder. Yeah, exactly. Like, Chloe, you just went through, like, three hours of abuse before you got to school. Yeah. Like, Chloe, you were thrown into a car to get here. Yeah. Like, you had your, like, your shit thrown at you when you left the house. Yeah. Like, your sister got hit this morning and she couldn't get up. Yeah. Like, no wonder you're crying over gang up Tiggy. Like, yeah. You know, I'd love to just give myself a hug. Oh, my, I'd my love to youngest well. self a hug and just be like, God, I have no idea how you went to school. Yeah. I have no idea how you went to school. I have no idea how you did that. Like, yeah. Yeah, but anyway, I thought this was normal and I was fine. I literally went to school every single day. I was a happy kid. I don't know. I would love to speak to my teachers and mm. know if... I was about to say, and did they, ask if did they, they have any idea what was going on? No one believed us. Wow. Yeah, so I'll get into that later on. Okay. But um, this was still a time where... Well, I think it's still a time now. Um, but this was a time when... When you talked about domestic violence, nobody believed you. Yeah, right. So this is what made it really hard for my mum and I Yeah. Um, in future years coming. So, like, then when we came to, like, year... Let's say year, like... I actually have no idea. I can't remember a lot of this point in my life I was going to say, probably well. be a lot of a blur. Um, like, a lot of this, I will not be able to give you a time frame or how old I was. Yeah. Because I don't remember my childhood. Like, yeah. at all. Mm-hmm. I think it's some it's some way that I've unconsciously coped. Yeah. Is by not being able to remember a lot of it. Yeah. Like, I'm sure that if I sat in therapy right now, she'd be able to get it out of me. Yeah. It's there. Mm. But, like, I... It's not there. I've unconsciously blocked it out and I don't remember these things. So... Yeah. Yeah, that's just some way I've coped. But I remember, like, it got to the point where, um, like, my mum's friends were calling the police for us. Right. And, you know, we had police cars out the front of our house every week. Right. And, you know, we're, like, quite a well-off, well-known family. And all people are talking about is how you have coppers out the front of your house every and you're, week. And you lived in a small town, didn't you? It's, like, when I say small, like, fucking 100 people live there. Like, yeah. It's so, uh, yeah. 100, but... You know, it's a yeah. very small town. Like, yeah. And we have we were a very well-known family. Mm-hmm. Um, so then, yeah, it got to the point where they were, were calling police for us. Right. They were coming and ripping us out of out of the house. Wow. Um, and again, the police would get there 
and they wouldn't even believe them. Wow. They wouldn't believe us children. They wouldn't believe mum's friends. They wouldn't believe mum. Really? Because he was so good at being this manipulative asshole. Yeah. Narcissist. That he just had the cops wrapped around his finger. It's like one of the... It's like a criminal. You know when you see like 60 Minutes and the criminal can completely lie so blatantly well because they're actually like messed up. They are so not okay in the head. Yeah. Um, there's... It's funny. I say to mum, I was like, one day he's going to be on the TV. And unfortunately it's going to be that he took someone's life or that he sexually assaulted this female. Oh my god. I say it to mum all the time and, like, it's it's awful to talk about like, yeah. it like that so casually, but I feel like I can talk about it that casually. Yeah. Um, but, like, I've always said to mum, I was like, I'm going to see his face on the TV. The next time I see his face, it's going to be on the TV and it's going to wow. be because he hurt somebody because nobody believed us. Wow. Because nobody listened. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway, we were at a point where mum's friends were stepping in. Um, they would come and get us and we'd stay at their house and I mean, I thank them for so much for looking after us the way they did and, you know, like the way they just let us stay in their house. And like, I was a kid, I didn't want to stay in someone else's house and yeah. feel like I had to be looked after or any of those things. But like, I'm so grateful that it they like did. Like space. that is literally like, it probably saved my life. Yeah. Multiple nights. Yeah. Like, I'm very lucky to be here. Um, And then when I was in grade... It would be year six and seven, so transitioning from high school, um, primary school to high school. Yeah. Um, mum and dad got divorced, and this was a massive time. This is probably when he became the most narcissistic ever. Mm-hmm. Um, he, yeah, I, my sister and I got split between mum and dad. Right. Okay. So we had to. We didn't have a choice. We, we, there was no way we were going to be kept away from dad. He, it was, we didn't have a choice. Right. It was that or death, really. Really? Yeah, we didn't have a choice. So like he, so for an example, so when your mum and your dad split, even though your mum, I can imagine, wanted you and just wanted to oh, hold you. Oh, all she wanted was to take us away and f- to never see him again. Yeah. It was so far but out was of her control. was it him like threatening if that, if you didn't, go to see your dad i don't know what he said to her right okay um but even with us it was very scary yeah okay very scary to be out of his presence like it was really yeah you had no idea what was going to happen wow okay yeah even the second that he'd leave the driveway if i was with mum, you just had no idea far out yeah it was like walking on eggshells for 20 years to be honest it was yeah, you had no idea so anyway we got stuck between dad and mum, and at the time my sister and I still being manipulated because we didn't, we weren't old enough to know any better. Yeah. We're being completely manipulated by him. And I was manipulated into all these scenarios, um, about how like mum was the bad guy. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And she was made to be that person. Um, and like how, like it was all these stories, how she cheated on him and how mm. she did this and how he had to leave her and we're safer with him and you know, all those things. So he was kind of like trying to mind watch you. Oh, completely. Yeah. Completely. And you know what? We had no choice but to believe it. Yeah. Like well, you what were else young. is a 13 like, year old girl meant to believe? Yeah, like, exactly. This is your dad. You, mm. what else are you meant to believe? Yeah. Um, yeah. So then... 
it got to a stage where I was old enough to sort of back away from him. Um, when I was living with him, uh, one story I will tell that like is different. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily physical abuse, but I was convinced that by him, um, that I was like overweight, right? Oh my God. I was probably half the size that I am now. Oh my God. I was convinced that I was overweight. Um, and I believed it like completely. Yeah. Um, I was put on to isogenics. Oh if my God, ever by him. Isogenics. So I was put on to isogenics and I was like a little, little girl. Yeah. I, yeah. And so I was having one, no, two shakes a day as meal replacements. One meal that had falafel in it. I don't remember falafel. what. Falafel. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Yeah. And whatever else with it. I think I was just like that and cheese in like a mountain bread wrap. That yeah. was my meal. Yeah. And then my school lunch was six almonds and an oval teeny. Oh and my fucking God. And I was on that for God. God knows how long. And like I didn't even lose any weight because it fucked up my body that bad. And like, and, and every time I got the opportunity to eat, I would just eat because I'd be like, Obviously, fucking you're dickhead. Fucking I fucking, this is stupid as fuck. I don't want to do it. And, like, even just things like that was just completely controlled. Like, I had no that control of like my so life. That is, like, so much mental abuse. It's not funny. I had no idea, like, yeah, I oh don't know. Oh, my God. Wow. This Sorry. was just normal. This was just, like, something else to add to the list. Yeah. Um, and then it got to a point where I was old enough to leave. I yeah. was like, I, this, you're fucked, cunt. <laughs> I've got to go. So how old do you think you were? I'm going to take a guess that I was in year 10. Okay. Because my first intervention order I got at the end of year 10. So when did you kind of realise this is really not normal? Do you um, remember? No. No. I don't remember. But I got to a point where I was in high school and I was like, I've been belted my whole life. Yeah. I've been yelled at my whole life. Mm. And like, I was sick to death of dad and my sister. Oh, n- not that it was anything to do with my sister's fault, but getting in this abusive state mm. and me just standing there screaming and crying. Yeah. I just couldn't do it anymore. Yeah. Like there was, I had no words left in me. I had no more tears left to cry. I was like yeah. a shattered human being. Yeah. Just watching either myself or my sister be beaten. And mind you, now by this time my mum's out of the house. So I'm not even seeing mum hurt anymore. It was yeah. just me and her. And it was, I, it, I definitely got to a point where I was like, I have to leave now. Yeah. It was like I'd watched mum leave and watched all of her strength and get out. And not that it really, not that it stopped happening to her because it just became emotional and like, I, it became scarier once we were away from him to start with. Yeah, right. Um, But it definitely, yeah, I, I sort of looked at it and was like, oh, like mum's, mum's not here anymore. Mm. Like now I'm mum. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So you had to put your big pants on and... I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember the turning point, but I just was like, okay, this is on me now. Yeah. Um, And I ended up, like, saying I just wanted to live with mum and then, like, saw him on weekends or still went to, like, family events and stuff like that that I had to go to. But, like, I was like, I just want to live at one house and I made it more so about... I would, like, I, I fled. Like, I left for survival. Yeah. And I made it about, I sort of started to see the games that he 
he would play. And I made it about like me focusing on school. I have to be in one household. I'm choosing mum because of this, but I actually'd rather be with you, even though I wouldn't. Yeah. I started to like play the game back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, to save myself. That's pretty smart. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of then mum got an intervention order and I was like, I need one. Mm. Um, and I got put on to mum's intervention order. Right. Um, because it is a child, you can't have your own. Right. You have to be put under a guardian. So whatever your, your mum's intervention order was, it covered me. It covered you, right. Yeah, it covered me. Um, it took a lot of fighting. Like the police didn't want to give it to us. The police didn't believe us. Nothing. What It was years and it was literally 10 years of police visits, physical abuse. But wouldn't they see the physical evidence? Not really. Wow. There wasn't... There's no bruises to show. Yeah. There's no... He's like... You know, people that are this abusive are careful. Yeah. Because they know so how to careful. get away with it. Yeah. They know what they're doing. So... Um, right. Okay. Yeah. So not really. But there was definitely... You know, like I did statements in the police station. You know, like there's nights I sat in the police station as a 14-year-old girl giving statements in a wow. fucking old feral room with footprints all over the doors and, yeah. you know, shit like that. That's icky. That's not And especially nice. if they're not really believing you. They don't believe you anyway. That's just even, like, that's trauma- traumatising enough. Yeah. Like, seriously. Yeah. But I was, like, I was at this point where I was, like, nah, I'm strong as fuck. I've got this. Like, you're going down, you fucking piece of shit. Like, yeah. I was happy to be there and do it. But now I think back and, like... That was a really scary. Yeah, that's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I spent from probably year 10 to 12, um, children's court at home is a Thursday. So yeah. every Thursday I get pulled out of school to go to court. Wow. Um, yeah, most Thursdays, year 10 to 12, um, because we either had court hearings regarding getting an intervention order mm-hmm. um, or renewing an intervention order. Right. Or um, reporting breaches. So if you have, so so to paint the picture, I had an intervention order put in place. It was um, on my mum's order. So that was a twelve month order. We then applied for another twelve month order and another twelve month order. Okay. Um, in the meantime, multiple of these expired because they refused to do um, to renew them. Um, lots of the courts didn't want to renew it. They believed he was like a great father, wow. and we had no reason to want to be away from him mm-hmm. and that you know he put up a very good like front front in court mm-hmm. um we lost fucking every single court hearing it was ridiculous we had child protection we had the police um on our behalf everything and he just put up such a good front that wow. we got walked over in court for years absolute years um so yeah i spent thursdays in court <laughs> at school like instead of being at school wow. and then you know, had all these put on. And so once you have an intervention order, um, the way it works is that if they can then breach an intervention order. So that's when charges sort of come into play. Right. Okay. So like the orders that he couldn't be within like a hundred meters of my school or workplace, couldn't come within five meters of my person, um, couldn't contact me unless I initiated the contact, blah, 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 those sorts of things. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we had hundreds of breaches. Breaches meaning like... Breaching, meaning he would breach those. And then he would conducts. win. Right? And Sorry? And then he would like... The 
the intervention order doesn't exist. No, no. So he would breach. So say he couldn't come to my within a hundred meters of my school. Yeah, he'd be in my school. Oh my god! Right. And then therefore that he can be, be charged for a breach. Does yeah. that make sense? Yes, 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 yes. We had hundreds of these. Right. Came to our house. So he came didn't to give our a fuck school. about the intervention order. Fuck. Right. For years, did not care. So what happened then after when he while, breached? What happens? You report it. You take so you take it to the police. You report it. You have to go in and do a statement. It's a whole. It's a process. Wow. And then the statements have to get looked at, and then the statements have to be taken to court. So it's too and then long it either the process. Gets, and ninety percent of them have been thrown out of court. Oh my god. So they don't even get a chance. Yeah. Um. So I had like heaps. I think I had like five that made it to court, and none of them. He was. Um, charged for. Wow, okay. Um, so he got away with, like, everything. He got away with a lot. There was one where, um, like, there's, there's heaps about him, like, making contact with me and, mm-hmm. you know, fucking being where he shouldn't be and, like, all these things. Um, but there was one about stalking. So he, as a, it's a very long story, but basically he logged into my sister's, um, like, Apple ID or something like that. Yeah. And, like, requested to have my, like, I don't know how you do it, but, like, your location on your, like, find my iPhone yeah, yeah. type thing. Yeah. to always have access to it. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was my sister. So I allowed it. And he tracked me for, like, three months. Whoa. Every move. Until I knew. Until I found out. And the only reason I found out was because I asked my sister's email or something one day. Yeah. And it didn't, it wasn't the same one. And I was like, what do you mean? And she was like, and then I was like, don't you have me on like find my iPhone or whatever it is? Maybe she was trying to figure out where I was or something. Yeah. And she was like, no, that's not me. And oh. like, I knew straight away. I clicked and was like, oh my fucking God. Yeah. I've literally been stalked this entire time. And like, yeah. that's how, that's how he also had all of these breaches. Yeah. Because he, literally he knew where you were. Yeah. Yeah. Like there was so many, like they all got thrown out of court. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so this is where I kind of, like, lost faith in the system. We had, like, literal workers from every single community health, every fucking police family violence team that did jack shit for us, mm. um, child protection, like, everything. Like, you know, there's always those good workers in between. I don't diss them whatsoever. Mm. But, you know, the system failed us. Yeah. Miserably. Yeah. Miserably. Like, we were hurt so many times. We had so many spooks at home and so yeah. many, like break-ins to our house and you know all these things that were completely failed yeah all due to the system yeah um and then after that um i like it led to me also being disassociated from his family Mm -hmm. so this is something that's affected me a lot more than i thought um like there's leaving there's like leaving your dad behind and making sure that he's not a part of your life anymore and, like, not having a father figure. And that's all good and well. But then you lose the family mm. with it. Yeah. So my grandparents on that side, my cousins and my auntie and uncle and that, I all adore them on that side of the family. And I I don't have a relationship with them anymore. Yeah. I would love to. Um, and for a while they were so nasty to me and so... Like, I had a lot of, like, conflicts with my grandparents and yeah. stuff like that. And I was always made to feel like such a piece of shit and, like, yeah. 
like I literally got hated on by the whole family Holy when God. I was so close to them. I literally adored them. Wow. Um, and I blamed them so much. I was like, fuck you guys. Like I'm literally a child. Yeah. And like, I'm telling you that I'm going through this. I told them all what happened to me. Nobody right. believed me. Really? Nobody believed me. And I was so angry at them and I hated them all. Um, because I was like, fuck you. Like, why don't you believe me? Just listen to me. Yeah. And realistically, like, I take that back. They were just manipulated by him as well. That's all wow. it was. Wow. Like, what else are they to believe? Mm. Why would they believe a fucking 15-year-old girl over a full-grown adult who's their family? Wow. You know, like, yeah. at the end of the day, I can't blame them for being manipulated by him. I was manipulated by him for my whole life. So, do you, do you have any contact with them? Um... Yes and no. Like, I, I can over social media and stuff like that. I won't go to any family events because yeah, he's there. Absolutely fair enough. Um, and then he would have to leave. Yeah. Which he doesn't do. Yeah. He doesn't respect the but, intervention order. So, yeah. um, and I don't feel comfortable being around him, so I won't go. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I have seen some of my cousins and stuff like that, but there's always tension there. It's never nice. Mm-hmm. My grandparents, I've seen a couple of times yeah um and most of the times i was basically told that i was a piece of shit like they will um encourage me to catch up mm-hmm. and like i'm like i do it for my own sake i'm like do it because you regret it later on or, yeah you know it's not their fault yeah um and it turns out that they can sometimes be just as manipulative as he is wow and would convince me into going to like you know coffee dates and stuff like that and I'd just be sat down and told how much of a piece of a shit I was. Oh and then God. I was an idiot and that no one believed me and all these things. So oh I sort of distanced myself from them yeah, as well. Yeah, again, absolutely fair enough. Um, you know, my biggest nightmare will come true when something really awful happens in the family or somebody passes away and I have to deal with that on my own. That would be really hard for me. I remember you saying that to me. Yeah, like lately it's sort of been like my worst dreams come a night. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. I don't know if that made any sense. (laughs) I got it. It's sort of come true slightly lately, and it's something that I'm going to have to deal with soon enough. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's just another fucking stepping stone. I'll deal with it the same way I always have. Um, Yeah, and then. To keep painting the picture, oh, fuck, I'm sorry if this is going on for so long. No, it's it's good. Um, Like, that was my my whole life until I moved up here. Like, Holy I woke up to that nearly weekly. Um, I give myself full credit for how I still even fucking went to work. I literally... I'm the t- way I live my life now, to think that if I woke up t- to that happening to me, I'm like, how would I go to work? You were how in full survival mode. I was literally in complete survival mode. For, like, 20 years. Yeah. Mm. Um, and then... That sort of just led me up to where I am today. Like, that's... It's just been constant. It hasn't stopped. Until I moved and I've literally left everybody behind. Um, and that's just it. Mm. That is literally it. Like, I could go on forever and in so much detail about what actually happened to me. But that's it in a nutshell. Yeah. Um, wow. And like, you know, ever, ever since I've left my dad, I've heard... So many stories. There's a lot of drug abuse. There's a lot of alcohol abuse. I've heard of, like, multiple rapes and sexual assaults and, you know, hurting young children and 
all these sorts of things. Like there's stages where my mum and I found out that, you know, he, he like dug us a grave in like this, like local <gasps> oh. forest. Yeah. And oh my God. There's so many random things that I could go on forever about. And like, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure as we keep recording, like there'll be more episodes where I can talk about yeah. Like, particular scenarios rather than it just being, like, a big overview. Yeah. But, yeah, you know, there was days where, yeah, mum and I found out that he'd, like, dug us a grave in, like, a local, like, national park. Oh, and my God. Yeah. It was, like, uh, I don't know. I we got we got told it was... Pardon? I just got full body shivers. Yeah, we got told that it was a shallow grave for each of us. Who? What? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's... What I take it with hell? a grain of salt. Like, I'm, I don't know if it's true. But, like, these things are the things that have come out. And, like, you know, I know about sexual assaults and stuff like that that he has done. And I just, there's nothing I can do. Holy it's, like, shit. completely out of my hands. Oh, completely, and yeah. like, it's something that I've so far left behind that yeah. I can't put my foot in anymore. No. For my own yeah. sake. I You've can't put my foot in anymore. No. And, like, if I do put a fucking foot in, I'm just asking for it at this yeah. point. Because I know... What he's capable of, and yeah. I'm just not don't willing want to, to put myself yeah. in that situation anymore. Um, like, it sits really heavy on my chest, the things that I've heard that he's done to children. Like, other people's children. Like, obviously, I know what he's done to me, my sister, yeah. and my mum. But, you know, the things that I've heard that he's done to other children and other women and... Mm. that sits so heavy on my chest but it's something that I have to push to the back of my head I honestly I should go to therapy <laughs> and like get it out yeah. but it's something that I have to push to the back of my head like I have to look at it as though it's not my business yeah it's not it's not and it's not at all. it's not but like I'll always take feel somewhat like responsible because I'm like that's my dad Mm. But, like, I should not feel responsible for that. Absolutely not. But, like, there's a part of me that, like, just feels as though it is yeah. a responsibility. No, absolutely not. Absolutely fucking not. Do you have questions? Because, like, I, I don't know if that makes no, that story it does. makes any sense. It does. I think it's a very good... You've done really, really fucking well, first of all. Thank, Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing. I... I actually have no words. Like, I was absolutely in tears. I couldn't even speak for a moment then. I just... It just oh, absolutely... No. It's just fucking crazy. Yeah. I think it's just, like, very important to know that, like, this is something I stand so strongly for and no, n- not everyone's going to agree with me here. Mm. But, like, I don't th- not think that trauma is an excuse for anything in your life. Yeah. I believe that you can go through anything and it has no right. You have no right to use it as, as an excuse to be a bad person, to be unhappy, to bring hurt or unhappiness onto anybody else. Yeah. Like, I think that I am a... I hope that I'm an inspiration to other people that you can go to fucking hell and back. Like, you can And still be a good human. You can be a good human being. Yeah. And you have no reason to blame... Yeah. ...that for being a shit person. Yeah. Um, and, like, you know, people talk about how life happens for you and not to you. Yeah. But I truly do believe that it happens to you and for you. Yeah. It does happen to you. Yeah. Like, I like so I believe that everything that's happened to me has happened for me. It makes me the person I am today. And, yeah. You know, one day I'm going to stand on a stage and, and talk to people wait and that day. inspire people. I'm sure that day is going to come. Yeah. Um, like, my whole purpose is, like, strength. 
Yeah. And bringing my strength onto others and inspiring and empowering people to be as strong as they possibly can be. Yeah. um, Within themselves. But those things also happened to me. Yeah. At the time, they weren't happening for me. No. You know, right now I can look at it as those, those things happened for me to give me this and this and this and to, you know, open me to this and this and this. But some things do happen to you. Absolutely. Like, I can't like, sorry, say but that... as a young kid going through all of that, that is absolutely happening to you. Yeah. Like... A hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, have you have you ever gone to therapy? Therapy is something that I haven't... Um, right. What's the word, like, like gone into? Thought of? Not no, thought I've definitely of. thought of it. Not, like pursued almost yeah so when i was in school i had a lot of like um like counselors and yeah like school counselors like, and like, yeah oh i didn't talk to the school counselors no. they fucking sucked but like i went to like like i had like community health oh yeah people yeah. that would come into school and like take me out of school for a few hours and like um you know All like take me out yeah. and like yeah. those sorts of things and like talk to me and teach me fucking crap and <laughs> I didn't like it. Yeah. Um, and I've never gone to therapy since. Um, I would love to go to therapy, um, but it's something that I want to do properly. Yeah. And I'm not financially stable enough to go about it the way that I want to go about it. Like, yeah. I really want to be able to put... A lot into it. A lot into and it, and deep. I want it to be the right person. Yeah. And I'm not financially able to do that and until I am financially able to do that I don't want to go into therapy. And I know that that's a definite like that's a very controversial topic for some yeah. people but I But have, this is your story once yeah, again. Yeah. I have like completely coped. Yeah. And am coping. Um and yeah, I it's just something that I want to do properly and yeah. I'm not in the position to do that so. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, but in saying that um I definitely do, like, will reiterate, like, speaking up. Yes. You know, keeping yeah. this to yourself don't work. I've done that my whole no. life. It's shit You're going to bowl up and blow up. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm going to tell you a couple of stories, though. Yep, go for because it. Because I was like, there's some things that I can talk about. Yeah, okay. Um, just around, like, family violence and, like, you know, truly narcissistic behavior and, like, the kind of things that I didn't even realize was so fucked up at the time. Yeah. So, one story... About my dad. So when we were like, I was ki- I was a kid. Um, I would have been like under 10. Well, like eight or nine or something. This is how narcissistic he was. He held, do you know what white ribbon is? No. So white ribbon is a, like a fundraising type. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Thing yeah. F- to end men's violence against women. Oh so it's God. a domestic violence foundation oh my God. to end men hurting women. Oh my God. Right? And he held a white ribbon night at his own workplace with all of his employees. Me, my sister, and my mum were there <gasps> on like the national white ribbon day for the year. Oh my God. Mm. That's that was a big take. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. How fucked? That's really fucked. That up. is like just true narcissism there. Yeah. Um, and like I remember when I was little, like there was one day, Mum got thrown into the washing machine. It sounds, I don't expect anyone to be able to picture that, but like I quite can. literally picked yeah. up in the air 
and thrown into a washing machine. Yeah. I remember screaming and crying. This fight went on for hours and hours. Like, it was a long morning. And all I remember was him afterwards sitting at the dinner table crying, like, grown man, like, sobbing, crying about, like, how fucked up his life was. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah. Stupid cunt. Um... (laughs) And, like, my mum and my sister have big, long stories um, yeah. that I'm actually I would love them shock. to share. I would love my mum to be able to share some things. We'll definitely get But it's not my day. position to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, like, obviously we had no one believe us. Yeah. For so long. And that's traumatic in itself. That is fucking traumatic. It's like... When you are literally a beat... Like, poor mum. I give my hat off to my mum. Like, mm. she's the strongest person I know. Yeah. She She's literally the reason I'm the way that I am. Yeah. Her, my mum, no, fuck. Her, my grandma, my grandpa, and my uncle, I would say raised me. Like, oh, they wow. raised me as a tag team. Yeah. And I, like, credit to every single one of them. Yeah. For being, like, the strongest persons ever. Yeah. But, like, she was a battered woman. Mm. I was a battered young, trying to be strong little girl, and no one believed us. Yeah. That this man was trying to kill us. That's like, like you're, you're completely knocked down and then you're knocked down even further. Literally, like, there was one night, mum mum talks about this and she's like, this was the night that I thought I had to say goodbye to you. Like, oh my God. It was, like, the night that, yeah, was she like, was like, I don't know if those kids are going to come home. Oh my God. Um, My dad tried to put us into a car. I don't remember this, so this is mum's recount, but she's told me the story so many times. Um, he tried to put us into a car and drive us into a dam. Oh my God. In the car. So like, and at this age, I believe my sister and I, we were in like car seats. Yeah. So really, really young. Mm. And he like tried to drive us into a dam and that was like the breaking point for mum. She was like, I'm never going to see these kids. She did everything in her power to stop us from being put in that car. And she did. I don't know how she did it, but we never got in that car. I don't know. Holy she. I remember fuck. she said she, like, I don't know if she ripped out, like, car seats and, like, m- multiple times ripped us out of the car. Um, she let him go on his own at one point. She was like, I don't care what you do to yourself. Like, yeah. Take it. I don't care. Yeah. Um, But she stopped us from being driven into that dam that night. That was huge by her. And, like, there was... Fuck, actually. Th- so, there was another incident. So, my mum has, like, a condition in her leg. It's, like, um, basically the lymph glands don't work and it doesn't, like, regulate. And so, it can swell a lot. And sh- it's a condition you have your whole life. You- there's no treatment, no cure for it yeah. type thing. But it will, like, swell and it can get up to, like, double the size of her other leg. It's, like, yeah, really wow. bad. She suffered with it forever. Yeah. Um, and she, um, like... I don't know, had this condition, but it was it was treatable. Mm-hmm. And there was this one instance, and she was beaten so bad that she was on the ground, and she couldn't get up from it. And ever since that day, her leg stayed double the size of the other one. Is so it, still, it never went down. Is it still double the size? Yeah. Right now. Oh, my God. It was Anzac Day 2012. Oh, my God. Yeah, her leg never went down. And she has lived with that her whole life and it now gets like infections. It gets, 
you know, like it is a massive issue in her life. She actually just got, we went to Sydney last November. Yeah. 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 So that she could get approved for a surgery. Oh my God. To help it. Is that what that was? Mm, To help it. Wow. To finally get over that. But ever since that day in 2012, her leg never went back down. It was like so bad. Yeah. And like, there's no proof that that was ever the cause because you can't prove yeah anything really nothing was recorded at the time we didn't have police contact at the time yeah so there's no proof that that was like ever the cause oh my god Mm. so is your dad is he just a free-for-all right now like he's got no charges on him is that right oh besides the he has intervention orders yeah Um, besides the intervention order my mum and i have an intervention order that's infinite yeah um, so that's for he life. has that, but realistically, he doesn't respect it, and it means nothing to him. Anyway, yeah. he can do, he can still do whatever he wants. It does not stop him from doing anything. Right. Okay. Um, he's been charged multiple times. He's been held in, um, like prison overnight. Yeah. But he's never but been charged. He, yeah, he's definitely should have been. Oh, absolutely. Like, for multiple charges. Absolutely. Um, he's got off on it very, very well. Um, but. Oh, um, he's been held for like nights, um, and that's about it. Other than that, he's a free for all for the whole fucking world. And have you? And had... he's had multiple girlfriends who have gone wow. through hell and back. Yeah, like, and they, you know, all sort of seem to report the same things, trying yeah. get the same orders and stuff like that. And he just Far goes out. to the next one. And have you? One more question. Yeah, have bro. you? Um, had contact with him like was the last time you had contact with him like was when court right so you have had no no nothing to do with him since since you could get out of that situation no the right, last okay. time i spoke in the same room as him was my last big court hearing yeah um if you've ever like seen the way courts run it's very fucking intimidating. Yeah. It's like... It's like really confronting. It's so confronting. Yeah. Um, and so the last court hearing I had, I was... I had to talk. Right. None of these early court hearings I had to talk. I was a child. Wow. They keep children out of a courtroom. They yeah. don't like children in a courtroom. Yeah. Um, and this last one I had to talk. Um, so you... Basically, I w- had police protection and I was put up into... Um, they put you in like a little booth that's in the side of the courtroom. Yeah. So you aren't in the courtroom yeah. itself, if that makes sense. So that it's easier for you to talk. Yeah. Um, and you are basically, um, projected into the courtroom. So like everyone sitting in the courtroom can see you on a screen right? Okay, and you okay. can see the courtroom on a screen, right. but you're actually in the room next door, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's a lot less intimidating. Yes. They've tried that's it's protecting the, the child. Yeah. Um, and there was one day where I had to get up and I had to talk. I had to tell the story. stories. I had to give evidence, all these sorts of things. And like, I had no fucking idea what I was doing. Mm. I just had to talk, say what I thought at the time. Yeah. And that was it. And I had his lawyer absolutely interrogate the fuck out of me to the point where I I was in hysterics. I could not breathe crying. Oh, my God. You know, when you cry that hard, you're yeah, like... Yeah, you actually can't, yeah. I got to that point. Yeah. There's, like, literally magistrate, police, fucking lawyers, everything, all in here. And I'm hysterics. I can't even speak. I'm, I can't breathe. And his lawyer kept going and going and going. I was That's a child. Disgusting. I was 15. Yeah. And 
I, he kept going and going and going. And dad stood there with his arms crossed and didn't say a fucking word. And I was like, you have just proven to me, whether it proves it to anyone else in that courtroom, but it proves to me that you are not my father. No way. Anyone who was a father figure to me would have said, stop, mate. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. And he did not stop. He kept going and going and going until the magistrate um, called it and was like, she needs a 10 minute break. Please stop speaking. And then I came back in and started again. And like that was just that was the last time I've spoken to him. That's absolutely fucked up. Yeah. I don't even Wow. Yeah. That I I don't mean this for any pity, like no pity towards no. me at all. Yeah. Like I And I know that from you too. Completely like wear this on my sleeve. Yeah. I'm not ashamed of it. I don't wish any, you know, pity or yeah. anything like that. It's just simply sharing your story. It's simply just why I am the way I am and you know, where I found Showing that sort you can overcome things, yeah. Yeah. Like, we should probably do a part two. Really. Absolutely. I was going to say, isn't your mum coming up soon? Yeah. Please, let's do a part two, because I have more questions I want to ask. Yeah. Sorry if I was quiet. I was obviously soaking that all up. I was crying. I, it was, I think that was just the most... I just want to thank you for being so vulnerable, so open, sharing such an impactful time in your life, literally the last 20 years of your life. Like, all jammed up in this little episode. There's obviously yeah. a lot, a lot more go that would go into it and a lot more that's gone on yeah um but like you just showing that yeah like i'm sure people are gonna look up to you and just like see your strength like honestly knowing chloe without this story you'd think she's the most like well she is like you're the most like outgoing fucking go-getter strength you've got strong in your arm like yeah literally like you're just the most inspirational outgoing strong person who just like wears their heart in their sleeve and then hearing all that it's just like wow like I can't even I have no words like I'm actually I've got shivers I'm oh, so sorry <laughs> no no don't be sorry like it's just great like you're just such like I'm just so proud of you like, thank you um I'm sorry if I've been talking so much I'm sorry no, if I've like no I wanted you to talk because I yeah yeah I'm sorry and like sorry if it dragged on or seemed no long. I think people like that's only cutting it very short of that is life. literally <laughs> really short over but, the past 20 years like yeah wow. literally I just was born to survive. Yeah. That's literally been me in survival mode for 20 years. It literally goes to show, like, you can... Like, this is kind of Chloe's point as well, like, speaking on behalf of you, but... Go for it. Like, you're you're showing your perspective on life. Like, it's literally perspective. I've got that tattooed in my arm. Yeah. (laughs) I love that saying. But, like, having perspective, like, your perspective on life, like, it's just showing everyone that no matter what you go through, big or small, like, you can get through it. Yeah. There's always gratitude to be found. There's always strength. Yeah. You can get through it and like, you know, there is always light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Um, but it's up to you. You're fucking amazing. I love you. I love you too. No. Thanks, thanks. for sharing. That's okay. Part two is coming. I'm really I really yeah. invest like I really want to hear your mum's side of the story and Yeah, me too. Yeah. We'll do a Q and A with her. When when we get mum on the potty, we'll put up a Q and A for you guys who have listened to this podcast like yeah. this particular episode. If you have questions and like for mum or myself, if you do have questions for myself, please like please ask away. Yeah, I'm like, really I'm open. an open book. Like, yeah, as you can tell. Anything, yeah, anything you want to know, I can uh, answer. Yeah. Um, if I am capable of it. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll do a question box for like my mum and I. Yeah. And like whatever story questions you have. For... That'd be really powerful. Mm. Yeah. But anyway, thank you. I'm sorry if I've banged on. No, so don't long. say sorry. 
apologize. No, don't apologize. <laughs> You're amazing. Um, but we'll talk to you guys soon. So thank you so much for listening and bye. Love yous. Bye.